Today we're going to talk about the following situation happens all the time. Um, a Jew who lives in Chutzlaretz is in Eretz Yisrael for Yom Tov, and he observes the halacha of keeping two days of Yantif while in Israel as a Ben Chutzlaretz, which is the opinion of the large majority of poskim that a regular Ben Chutzlaretz in, in Eretz Yisrael is supposed to keep two days of Yom Tov, but he's surrounded by Israelis and by people who keep one day of Yantif. So is he allowed to ask either Israelis or people who happen to have one reason or another to keep one day of Yantif, whether it be that they live it, that they uh, they they, uh, they own an apartment in Israel, or whether they come for three regalim, or whether they uh, they just knew who to ask, or whatever, whatever the situation might be, are you allowed to ask someone who's keeping one day of Yantif to do malacha for you when you are keeping two days of Yantif? Rav Asher Weiss has a tshuva on this topic. In his Minchas Asher, Chelek Aleph, Simen Yod Aleph, Os Gimel. And he presents the following basic approach, but we're going to see that it's not shared by everybody. The basic approach is there is a Gemara in Shabbos, Kufnon Aleph, Amid Aleph, that talks about a person who owns a field that's beyond his Tchum Shabbos. So he's not able to look after the field on Shabbos. However, it's in somebody's Tchum Shabbos, so there's somebody near the field who's able to watch out for him. So the question is can you ask the person? Person who lives within the tchum of your field to watch the field for you says the Gemara. Yes, I. But you can't do it yourself. You're not going to be. You're not allowed to walk to that place because it's beyond your tchum. You're still allowed to ask somebody else to do it. This is Paskin and Shulcharach. The question is, why is this mutter? That's a debate in the Rishonim. The Ran holds because if you would have made an eruv tchumin or set up houses along the way, you could have arranged that it would have been in your tchum Shabbos. So since it was biyado to arrange that you could have been the one to watch after the fields, biderech hetter, it could have been totally mutter. Therefore, when somebody else is, you're allowed to ask somebody else to do it for you. The Rashba, however, says, no, no, the reason you're allowed to do this has nothing to do with what you could have done. It has nothing to do with your control over the situation. It's simply because for the other guy, it's heter gamur. It's 100% permissible for him to, uh, to, to be there and to go to that field. It's within his tchum. And if I'm asking him to do something, well, it may be also for me, but that's heter gamur for him, there's no problem with that, says the Rashba. Nafkamina would be, let's say you have a person is Mekabal Shabbos early. Let's say I start Shabbos uh, before I have to start Shabbos and my neighbor was not yet Mekabal Shabbos. Can I ask him to do Malacha for me because it's Heter Gamor for him. It's 100% Mutter for him. Or do we say, no, I, I don't have control over the situation anymore. Once I'm Mekabal Shabbos, there's nothing I could do to make it Mutter for me to turn on a light. So maybe I can't ask him. That's enough Kamina between the Ran and the Rashford, the Shulchanar, Chereish Samach Gimel, Sefal, Paskins, that it is Mutter. And similarly, if you keep Shabbos later than others, you're allowed to ask someone who already ended Shabbos to do Malacha for you. The Mishabur and the Taz assume that this is all based on the Shittas HaRashba, and they say that's why the Shulchanar Paskins this way, because we follow the Rashba. As long as it's Mutter for him, I'm allowed to ask him to do it for me. 
But there's something that confused, that clouds the picture a little bit. The Torah in Hilchus Yom HaKippurim discusses how there used to be certain people, certain holy tzaddikim, who would observe two days of Yom Kippur, Mishum Sveika Dioma, just like we observe two days of every other Yantif. Now, most people never did that. What happens when Yom Kippur falls on a Thursday? So these people are going to observe Yom Kippur Thursday and Friday, and let's say they, they hadn't cooked for Shabbos on Wednesday, so they don't have food set aside for Shabbos. That could be really tough. You're going from two days fasting to no food on Shabbos. Are they allowed to ask someone to cook for them on Friday so that they'll have food for Shabbos? So the Torah writes, no. They cannot ask someone to uh, cook for them on Friday on a day that they are observing as Yom Kippur, even though the person that would be doing the cooking is not observing that day of Yom Kippur. So why should this be any different than Tosef Shabbos? Yes, it's Shabbos for me. I'm allowed to ask you to do Malachah for me because it's not Shabbos for you. Why is this any, any different? So the Taz answers that keeping two days of Yom Kippurim is due to Suffolk that it might actually be Yom Kippur on that Friday. When one adds to Shabbos, I know that it's just Tosef Shabbos. It's not really Shabbos. So I know when I'm asking you to do it, I'm, I'm asking you to do something that's 100% mutter for you. But if I'm observing two days of Yom Kippur because today might actually be Yom Kippur, so I'm asking you to do something that may not be mutter. It may be Yom Kippur. So so that's the difference. That's what the Taz explains. The Mishmur writes that if there are ever two legitimate opinions, you can't ask somebody else to do what you believe is Asir. You can't ask him to do what you hold, even though he's following a legitimate opinion. If you hold it's Asir, you can't ask him to do it. But if he did it, you're allowed to get Hanaf from it because it's not called the Maitre Shabbos since that person was relying on a legitimate Allahic opinion. So let's go back to our case now. A Yom Tov Sheni guy. You, uh, you ask a Jew who's a who's an Israeli, to do malacha for you because you are a ben chutzlar. It's l'chora. Our question would depend on the Rashba and the Ran. We pass them like the Rashba that as long as it's mutter for them to do it, which certainly for Israelis, it's mutter for them to do it, then you can ask them to do it for you. Uh, not only Israelis, people who are following a legitimate opinion in halacha, mutter for them to do it, and you can ask them to do it for you. If you assume, however, like the Ran, l'chora, it would be Asr, because the Ran said that it has to be within your control that for you to be able to do it. By, by the Tchum, you could have made an Erev Tchum, and you could have, you could have made it that it was mutter for you. There's no way for a Ben Chutzlar to make it mutter for him to do Malacha and Yom Tov Sheni. Says Rav Meishin there may be one way, if he decides right there, pumped on the spot, I'm making Aliyah. So right away, Yom Tov Sheni becomes a mutter for him. Rav Moshe says, a little far-fetched, a little easier to make an Erev Tchum, so we're not going to make that, uh, that assumption. Um, so Rav Moshe, in Rav Moshe Archaim Chel Gimel Semenayim Gimel, says this is not comparable, our case is not comparable to adding to Shabbos, because by, by adding to Shabbos, by Tosef Shabbos, it's your choice to make Shabbos earlier to keep Shabbos late. Over here, Yom Tov Sheni is something that you're obligated to do. He says, you know, but it's also not comparable to the Yom Kippur case, because there, in the Yom Kippur case, you hold that the other guy is violating an Isser. You hold that the other guy is doing something wrong because it might be Yom Kippur. Over here, you don't hold that the Israelis are doing anything wrong. Now, it may be different if it's an American who just knew which rabbi to ask. Then you might hold that the other person is doing something wrong. So Rav Moshe writes, so this is really something entirely different. So he says, in his analysis, 
the entire idea of keeping two days is only to maintain the minag of, of what we do in Chutz La'aretz. Because we know the calendar already. We're Bikin Bikviya Diarcha. So what did we do? And certainly people in the times of Pfiz Chodesh al when they were in Eretzol, only kept one day. So why do we keep two days? Because we're maintaining the minag that we observe in Chutz La'aretz. So you don't have this in Chutz La'aretz. When you're in Chutz La'aretz, there's no such thing as asking a one-day Yantif person. There is no one-day Yantif person. So Moshe said, we do have it, because there's Nisra of Amir La'akum. So just like in Chutz La'aretz, you're not allowed to ask a guy to do Malacha for you on Yantif Sheni, so, uh, so probably you shouldn't ask a Jew in Eretz Yisrael. But Moshe knows that it's not exactly the same, because there's Amir La'akum, is a formal Isr, there never was an Isr of Amir Yisrael. not exactly the same, but Moshe points out that this is a debate in the Achronim, and he says that uh, those who believe it's Mutter are based on the idea that there was never any minhag about this, about asking Jews to do Malacha, but Rav Moshe says, I'm more notalahachmir. And in another tshuva, two tshuvas earlier, Chayel Gimel Semenayin Aleph, he says, Yeah, it's mutter bal nefesh yachmir, though. Oh, wait, so he has one tshuva where he says, uh, I, I think we should be machmir. Another tshuva, totally mutter, but a bal nefesh should be machmir. So someone asked Rav Moshe, same, same author, how could you have written both? So Chayel Gdalit, Simrukov Zayin, Rav Moshe says, Okay, you chapped me on the stira, let me explain to you the stira, why I, I, I was so to myself from one tshuva to another. He says, The tshuva where I just said bal nefesh should be machmir, where it's not meikra, Din to be machmir was a case where a guy lived in Chutzlaritz, was in Chutzlaritz for Yantif, he owned a factory that was operating in Eretz Yisrael. They weren't doing malachat directly for him, he wasn't doing he wasn't there, it wasn't in his presence, he wasn't in Eretz Yisrael. That's where I thought that uh, just about nefesh should be machmir. But a Ben Chutzlaritz is visiting Eretz Yisrael and asking people to do malachat for him, so that he, th- he thought we should be machmir. So Rav Moshe, even though he understands the Svar Hakel, Rav Moshe can Includes the tshuva in such a funny way. He hems and haws five or six times. You can be mekel and machmir, mekel and machmir, mekel and machmir. Ah, yoseroy lahachmir. You know that's how he concludes the tshuva. So you see that he was uh, struggling with the issue. In Mincha Shlom, Chelak Alav Simin Yitas for Shlom Zalman's machmir in this issue. Rav Yashiv in Kovitz Tshuva's Chelak Alav Simin and Dalid says that it's Asr, but not based on Amir Lakum, based on Mimtzo Cheftzucha. There's no Isra Amira over here, but you're not supposed to speak Divrei Malacha on uh, on on Yantiv. Uh, so uh, what's enough Kamina? Whether it's an Isra Amir Lakum or Isra Mimtzo Cheftzucha for Dvar Mitzvah, Mimtzo Cheftzucha won't apply. So for Dvar Mitzvah, it would be mutter to ask someone to do uh, to do malacha for you. That's Rav Yashiv. Rav Asher in the Minchas Asher, in that Shuvah I mentioned before, says it really depends on the Magen Avram, Reis Samach Gimel, Sivgat Laman, who says that it's only mutter to ask others when you could have chosen to make a mutter for yourself. And over here you couldn't, so it would be Asher. Or the Taz who says that if it's not you're allowed to ask others uh, to do it for you. So he says it really depends on that issue. Rav Yosef in Chazon Avadia on Yom Tov, page 138, is completely makil on this issue. So this is a significant machlokas haposkim, and one could draw a line between those who you know are definitely in the right in keeping one day, and those who are debatable whether they're in the right in, uh, in keeping one day of Yom Tov. Sometimes they're in the same but as you, and you're keeping two days and they're keeping one day, so that would seem to be a little more questionable.